You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Monica, Mikey H, the OT Gourmet Geek, David Green, and OC Monster Man. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. and thanks for joining us on the 204th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. For today's discussion, the wheel selected your next and us. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so continue at your own risk. Your next is streaming on Prime Video and Hulu, and Us is up on HBO, so make sure to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. And happy Valentine's Day, Carly. And to you as well. I know that Valentine's Day will be over by the time our listeners listen to this, but it's Valentine's Day today, so I feel like we just need to say that. I agree. I'm drinking a pink macchiato. With oat milk from Dunkin' Donuts. It's not as fancy as you'd think. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so fancy, though. It looks fancy. How do you make coffee pink? It's brown. So, um, I feel like it's like a red velvet situation in the in the oat milk. Because okay. when you get it, the pink is on, because macchiatos are upside down or whatever. Sure, 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 sure. So, like, the pink is on the bottom, and then the coffee is on the top. And so if you hear me feverishly mixing while we're we're talking, <laughs> that's what it is. I'm trying to Very combine unprofessional my, of you. my pink. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Drink that pink macchiato, you uh, fancy yes. bitch. Do it. I will. Thank you. <laughs> here I am over here with my peasant coffee coffee you just got new york for a second oh it happens <laughs> i am from there after all it's all when right. you're talking about your peasant coffee my, my peasant coffee <laughs> Some fucking peasant coffee you know i thought i got rid of that i've well, been here for so long i didn't even realize that happened i i didn't think i honestly didn't think i said coffee anymore but now well, it's you here just to stay, i guess <laughs> just in this one instance jeez it came back it comes out, especially if I just like talk to my mom or my sister for a while. Mm-hmm. It just comes right back, like it I never happened. That. Anyway, what are we doing? Oh, I don't know. We're we're recording a podcast about horror movies. <laughs> I know oh. where I am now. <laughs> What's happening? Before we jump into today's films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Death Trip. With a digital release of February 16th. So by the time you're listening to this, it already is out. Uh, it's written and directed by James Katz. It's his directorial debut. And it's also written by Kelly Kay. The IMDb summary is, Four friends take a cottage trip in the dead of winter. During their stay, they discover dark details about the neighboring cottagers. After one of the friends is found mutilated, the group worries they're being targeted by angry locals. Oh. Is that what you got from the trailer, Harley? That is a big negative. Oh, no. Not so much. Not at all. What did you get from the trailer? I don't know. I think you were listening in while I was finishing it, and I was like, I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. I thought it looked enjoyable, though. I thought some of the dialogue was funny. 
Mm-hmm. It um, seems more casual. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. Well, it's an independent movie. Um, so when I was researching, I'm not not to jump ahead to your next, but when I was researching your next, I came across a, some terminology I was not familiar with called mumble gore. I've heard of mumble core as in music, but not mumble gore as in goriness in movies. And basically it's in reference to a type of horror movie that is got a lot of natural acting dialogue, low budget, and has a lot of like, I don't know, the emphasis on dialogue and plot and, and relationships of younger people. And then, I, I don't know, I guess that's a type of horror movie. I didn't know if it's like most horror movies, but okay. I know. Um, this is this is mumble gore, I guess, using that definition, I would think. Neat. Fun facts. I would think gore would have something to do with it. When I'm reading that that definition of mumble gore, they don't even reference gore, so I'm confused. Bye. I, I guess it's that. just like when you're pertaining to like horror movies, murder movies. I don't, I don't know. know. Seems stupid. I, I agree with you. I'm not going to use that phrase or word. I hate it. Let's not use it. Unless I I'm take talking it about bands. <laughs> <laughs> Bands from the 2000s. From early 2000s. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but uh, I think Death Trip looks great. I think it looks funny and, yeah, I think it works in well with today's selected films. We got some slashers going on this week. We haven't done a lot of slashers. I know. I'm excited because I like them. I like them, too, but I, I don't know. We haven't done a lot recently. Because the wheel. The wheel isn't selected. I many. blame the wheel. Yeah. Although I, I, I'm not, I love slashers, but I'm not like a modern day slasher person. Like I like old slashers, but newer slashers are not always my miss. thing. Yeah. You know? They're not um, always successful. It's not that they're, it's just like I'm rather watch like paranormal, supernatural kind of ghosty things. It's just my favorite for newer movies. I still have fun movies. with slashers, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they're done well, I absolutely love them. Yeah, they can be um, real fun. I, yeah, I, I think it's just hard to like make a modern day slasher that's not boring or or too much. You know, there's like a middle ground for slashers yeah. that's hard to hit. I agree because it's it's hard because you need a certain level of isolation. Yeah. Um in order for them to be successful in in a in a age in an age where everybody is connected all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit hard when That's not a involving a paranormal entity. That's true. That's a good point. Thank you. I make them sometimes. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to see Death Trip. Do you want to see Death Trip? I do. Here, yeah. here. Cool. Go check out the trailer, guys. And uh, Modern Horrors uh, has an article up about it. If you want to go check that out, you can look at it there. That's all. Phenom. Moving on. What's our first film we're talking about today, Carly? We are going to jump in with 2011's You're Next, directed by our boy Adam Wingard, written by our boy Simon Barrett. Both gentlemen boys. brought us our boys. We love them. We Final girl favorites over here. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought us the gifts uh, such as The Guest 
and Dan Stevens. Yes. Um, <laughs> they Blair brought Witch. us Dan Stevens. <laughs> he brought us, he brought us post Matthew Crawley Dan Stevens. It's true. It's I mean, true. they really did. They really did. They really did. <laughs> they didn't do us wrong. They really didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they also brought us Blair Witch and Godzilla versus King Kong. My number one. <laughs> she doesn't my like it. My number one witch movie. I like it. She loves it. You, I, you know. You didn't like it. I could leave it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do love Godzilla vs. Kong. Have which, you seen it? Oh, just sorry. No. Um, but you're looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward yeah. to it. And I know that I'm going to love it because I love monster movies. It's true. I don't care about it. <laughs> true. So that's what we'll have. You have Blair Witch. I have Godzilla vs. Kong. I did see that Simon Barrett's writing a movie. Um, I forgot to check if Adam Wingard is uh, directing it. I would imagine he is since they're like kind of a package deal. Um, but I'm going to just jump into IMDb right now because it was looked like it was a paranormal something. Ooh, well, we love that. Yeah. So sorry, as I'm not prepared, but let me look. Writer. Boom. I hate how they're getting rid of, like, how you, they'd only show it's released. I don't know why they're doing that. So the movie's called Seance. Oh. Is Adam Wingard attached? Let's see. Uh, No, it's written and directed by Simon Barrett. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's about a seance because it's called Seance. I would hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, they're really just misguiding you. And in the picture, there's people doing a seance. So I, I would it's assume it's say. a seance movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all we got about it. It, it I, says it's in post-production, but I'm into it. When that happens, I'm into it. I lurked uh, Adam Wingard's projects, and there is apparently might be an Event Horizon TV show on the horizon. Oh, wow. In development. Wow. For just a Adam? series. Yeah. Mm. It's a rumor. So we'll see. No. But it's a rumor big enough to make it to the IMDb page. <laughs> so take that how you it's will. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, oh, oh, did yeah. we read the IMDb summary yet? I didn't because oh. I was so excited talking sorry. about all of the other things. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead and do that. Uh, you're good. The IMDb summary is, when the Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back. Oh. So I haven't seen this in a very long time. This basically felt like going in fresh. I love that for you. You love that for me? I do. I do, because I, I love this movie so much. Because I don't, I remembered, like, oh, she had, like, training, and she knew how to, like, protect herself. Um, that's basically the only thing. I remember the animal masks. I remember the song in the trailer, by the way, because it's Perfect Day by Lou Reed, and I love that song. And I remember how hard that trailer hit me. It used to freak me out. I don't know why. I think it's just the mix of Lou Reed and, like, the, the arrows killing people that just, like, freaked me out a lot. I mean, you Do don't you like Home Invasion. Uh, I don't, actually. I don't know if I ever watched the trailer for this, to be honest. That trailer um, stuck with me for real for a long time. It still does. I remember it really well, really vividly. Mark of a good trailer right there. 
And that song isn't even in the movie, which is somewhat disappointing, but I love Lou Reed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who doesn't? I know, right? Um, but anyway, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, so I just really didn't remember anything but the trailer and, you know, basically the the, the plot outline for Aaron. Uh, I didn't really remember a lot about the other characters. It's kind of got, like, it kind of feels like you're next borrowed from this a little bit, does it not? You're next borrowed from what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this a trick question? No, I... <laughs> Was I not paying attention? No, I said the wrong movie, and now I can't think of the name of the... Ready or not, ready or not, ready or not. Oh, yeah. Right? I could see that. The mansion and the family and the killing and the family killing. The family. Killing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could totally agree with that. I I haven't seen this movie in a while. Um, I did... I love this movie, first of all. Second of all, I got to see this movie in... Um, a storefront that was completely empty where they did a pop-up here. Mm. And like literally like we brought like little lawn chairs to sit in. Like that's how like empty this place was and just like watched it on the side of a, a, a wall. Um, But I remember, I don't remember if Adam Wingard was there, but Simon Barrett was there for sure. Um, And he talked about the movie and then the girl that played, uh, what's her name? Erin. Erin, thank you. I was like, Emily, that's not her name, um, was there and she is a doll and she got to talk about like how much fun it was like just making this movie, which I feel like kind of just amped up the love that I have for this movie so much. I just think it's so fun. Yeah. It's so clever. The kills are so, it's like almost even like Home Alone-ish with <laughs> the like, home alone mo- moments. The window and the nails. Yep. Um, but the moment, like, when the sister runs out the door and her throat gets, like, cut. Yeah. Like, there's just so many good, like, holy shit moments. But then also, like, really good, subtle comedy, too. Yeah. Um, I just, I think this movie is so great. I remember loving it when I saw it. And I absolutely loved it this time. Although, um... I don't know that the plot is as clever as I originally thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've been we've gone through a lot since then. It's true. So, it's true. <laughs> you know, maybe it was very clever in 2011. Uh, I saw everything coming, uh, even though I mean I had seen it before, so maybe like something came back to in my brain about it. Mm-hmm, but I sure. was it was more like, oh. Okay, so Crispin left and we didn't follow him. So he's obviously in on it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Again, I think it's I think it's the same thing where like you know I knew that he was involved, but yeah. I like couldn't remember if he comes back. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course um, he's got to come back. You you can't just have like a main character leave and then not tell us what I'm, happened. To him. No, totally. I mean like if he comes back to murder oh yeah. like the other brother and z are there yeah and they like do some murder yeah they do some um, murder <laughs> yeah they try to anyway <laughs> well they do attempt they're not great well the brother does the yeah. brother kills the other brother yeah that's so intense he, there's so many stabs there's how many tools does he have down there there's a lot of tools it's a basement there's lots of tools down there that's true i guess that's where you keep your tools sometimes sometimes there's it is. a workbench <laughs> sometimes i also don't think that aaron's as clever as <laughs> as like i originally thought she was like most of the time it's just common sense things that everyone should know like if arrows are coming in through the window 
don't be near the window. That's a common sense thing. Totally. But she is uh, boarding things up and getting the oil boiling, even though the oil is not boiling by the time that she throws it. Um, she's also kind of a little ninja. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a couple times where I'm like, oh, okay, that's badass. But like a lot of the stuff, especially at the beginning, when everyone's like, how do you know how to do this? It's like, oh, yeah. You mean, how do you know to like not be in front of a window when arrows are coming in? How do you know not to pull something out of someone's body? Yeah. Uh, by the way, she tells them not to pull the arrow out of his back. Right? Because, you know, and obviously that causes the glass out. Is that where she we're pulls going? the glass right out of her leg. Like, no problem. I'm like, bitch, it's not. You just said not to do that. You know that's not what you're supposed to do. Now you're going to lose a bunch of blood. It's true. Just once I want to see someone in a movie, like, bandage that up pro- properly. I think, I think I agree with you. I couldn't remember where the survival training came from right. at the beginning when I was watching it. Um, and so... At the beginning, I was kind of just like, I feel like this is how I would react in a similar situation where I would just like, my adrenaline would kick in and I'd just like want to make sure that everybody was safe, right. you know, yeah. by staying away from the windows and by, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know if that would translate into um, me setting up home alone traps for people, <laughs> but maybe now it will because that's a thought in my brain. I'm also like not sure... Like, if you have an axe, which is arguably one of the best weapons she has in that house, would you she basically just hope someone comes in through the front door and set that up, even though literally no one's come in through the front door? Yeah, that was like, a it's risky a wa- move. It's a, it's a waste of an axe. I mean, I get it story-wise, but, like, I think in the heat of the moment... I would not be like, you know what? I would know what's good time not wasted right now. Setting up a booby trap so if someone comes through the front door, they get an axe to the chest. Maybe. Maybe they do, depending on where through the door they come in through. Yeah, it has to be very specific. They'd have to throw open both of the doors and come in through the center. Right. Right? Yeah. I feel like that trick would have been more effective by the window because that seems to be the, the entry point of choice. Sure. Yeah, all the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that would have been a better handheld weapon, though she she tends to prefer the meat tenderizer. (laughs) Um, And the blender. And the blender. That was a nice touch. (laughs) She was like, I'm not going to waste my energy smashing this guy's head in. I'm just going to plug this blender in and go to town. There you go. She also has to be very strong to take that... uh, little knife and plunge it into a head yeah she does it a couple times very strong beast mode oh my god don't mind all the dogs barking i love them i can't hear them i wish i could there's so many dogs barking in my neighborhood right now hank if my dog barks once like all the dogs in the neighborhood start barking they're like hank said hello oh god that's cute it's it's not cute when i'm recording not a fan um (laughs) I can't. No, I wrote. It, so. I wrote pages, and I wrote the most notes for this movie that I've written in a really long time. Um, which is surprising because usually I do that when I don't like a movie. Um, but I really like this and still had a bunch of notes. I love that Barbara Crampton is in this. I love 
I think she does a great job as the mom. Mm-hmm. I love at the beginning. I feel her so much. She's just like, here's a noise upstairs. We have to leave the house right now. Like, don't even she- don't go and investigate. Just leave no. the house. <laughs> we got to get out. Yeah. Super smart. At, the, at that point, I was like, because I knew that the family was in on it, but I couldn't remember if the dad was. So I was mm-hmm. like, wait, is the dad in on it? And then I was like, okay, no, he's not. No. I was like, why is he going to investigate? He's going Just to get ch- out. check out that closet, but then didn't even check it out. But if he did, he would have saw a urine bottle. That would have been a big deal. That would have been a big deal. <laughs> or maybe a human. I think there was a human in there at that point. And there, there's no, I don't understand. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot like as I love this movie. Do not get me wrong. But there's a lot of things that don't make sense. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like there's a killer in the house. They know there's a killer in the house and they know the killer's upstairs, but they still keep going up there. I don't understand. Right. I'm like, no, just stay in a central area. Mom's not feeling good. Bring her up to bed. Let's bring her up to bed alone. Alone in the dark and leave her there, which I get it. She obviously is going through some kind of mental breakdown and has been before this even happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you don't separate people at that point no. in time. And then if you do like someone stay with her. <laughs> and then after mom dies, oh, we're just going to leave dad upstairs. Da- well, dad goes upstairs to kill her killer. He's trying right. to avenge his wife. But then Aaron doesn't think it's weird. No. When they come down and he, they're like, oh, dad just needed a nap. Yeah. And she's like, well, why in her head at that point wasn't she like, well, someone just got killed up there. So there's a killer up there. So maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. Right. Instead, she's like, here, I'm going to give all of you guys weapons yeah. to use against me. Well, possibly. when they break into mom's room, there's a table in front of the door. <laughs> so like, obviously, the killer's still in there unless they jumped out the window. <laughs> exactly. Idiots. I do love how she goes upstairs and she finds, uh, I think it's the dad. And then the killer's in there and she just does not even give it a second thought. She is out the window. Yeah, she just runs and leaps. Yep. Directly out the window. Very Sydney Prescott of her. Very Sydney Prescott. <laughs> and everyone's yelling, especially at the beginning when everything's going down. Like, I feel like. If I'm with a bunch of people and we're being ambushed, like, we're going to be quiet, maybe, you know, so know, people like, don't know where we are, not shouting at each other. They can hear you. <laughs> it's just like, there's, there's no, there's no common sense. And Amy running, by the way, she spelled her name like me. I got very excited about that. <laughs> Amy deciding to run full speed out the front door without shoes on. Is the dumbest idea anyone had in that house. I agree. At least put some sneakers on. (laughs) I also wouldn't like run straight out like that. Like maybe open the door, look around, see what you're working with. Maybe sneak out. Yeah. But like. Just fucking run full steam. Just running full steam. There's going to be like 20 different entrances to this humongous house. Why are you going out the front door when you know the killer's out the front side of the house? It just doesn't like the like every like I I wonder if like the point is that, you know, everyone makes really bad, like common old school slasher mistakes. Like, is that the 
is that like a play on what they're doing? Is this supposed to be somewhat satirical or are these people just fucking dumb? Like, I, don't I know. feel like that's the case. Okay. Um, because I think that at the end when Crispin's like, if this would have gone how it was supposed to go, like you would be the only one left, you yeah. know, yeah. like you, if you didn't have all this weird tactical training like this would have gone exactly how it should have and you you would be there like alive to tell the tale sure also i I thought it was very interesting that aaron needed to tell people to have weapons like the second that arrow comes through the window i have something in my hand like 100 percent immediately yeah (laughs) i'm grabbing Two things, probably. I'll be a double wielder. Yeah. I got this. Exactly. A knife and a cleaver. Whatever you got. I'll take yeah. it. A fireplace uh, poker is a common one. <laughs> I like that. Every house. If I can find something that resembles a shield. Sure. Oh, that'd be great. In. Yeah. Yeah, those chairs worked well. I agree. Just walk around with a chair strapped to your chest. <laughs> yeah. Don't test me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, Ty West is Tyreek. I know. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, what is with movies where artsy people are wearing scarves? Like, scarves? What? It's, I guess it's not even a movie thing. It's just a general thing. Like, artistic people stereotypically wear neck scarves or something. It's true. It's very it's common. A tr- it's a trope in and of itself. I think it, I mean, even the artsy kids and I was, I was pretty artsy in high school, but I wouldn't say I was like weirdo pretentious artsy kid. Um, but they definitely wore scarves and I felt like it was like, oh, to keep my voice warmed up for when I'm singing or acting later. <laughs> But, like, he's a director. It's like, is that... I think that's where it comes from, though, right? You wear a scarf around your neck to keep your vocal cords warm? I just... I'm cold in general, so I love myself a good scarf. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've done, like, acting and singing. Have you ever come across that? Uh, Never that reason, to be honest. Oh, it's it's just more of a fashion statement, perhaps. It's more functional for me personally. But um, I think... (laughs) Yeah, I think the the fact that you can kind of fold it into your jacket so it looks like a little ascot, so you're like <laughs> pretentious AF, you right, know? Right, right, right. It's like the beret yeah. artists in their berets. Oh yeah, you know. I have a friend that wears a beret. It's pretty funny. They're cute. Mm. Are they? Sometimes. <laughs> they made uh... me think of Harry Potter. I don't know. I'm not hating on the beret. I just, you know. Apparently Amy doesn't like berets. (laughs) I think hats are kind of like funny in general. They keep your head so warm. It's so good when you're freezing all the time. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But they're also kind of weird. I don't know. I just find hats very strange. I've never been a hat person. Like I own hats, but I don't really like to wear them. I do. I go through phases. I will wear like a baseball cap in the pool in the summer so that I don't like, you know, die. When I go outside in the wintertime, I usually wear beanies. Oh, yeah, like a nice beanie. But I'm talking about, like, anything that's not functional like that. You know what I mean? Like if- I love myself a good summer hat. I don't wear them very often. <laughs> but, but do you, like, wear, if- you wear it when it's functional? Do you wear it for fashion or for function? Both, because sometimes they're cute and, ob- and also obnoxious at the same time. <laughs> 
But I do, I mean, they do keep the sun out of my face and I'm not right. a fan of tanning. So sure. I guess in that aspect, yes, they are also functional. I, like I am not against hats. I just don't, I've just never been a hat person. Sure. I'm confused. I'm confused by wearing them for fashion purposes is really what I, I think I'm saying. So like at the Derby, is that what we're like, where the women all wear extravagant, huge hats? Yeah. Or like just dudes that wear fedoras. You know, okay, like, why okay. are you wearing that? It's not 1942, you know? Yet. But I mean, I'll f- go for it. Go whatever you like, whatever tickles your fancy, go for it. I'm not really judging you. I just, I, I personally, and it could just be coming from my own um, issues, you know? Like I'm just. <laughs> my, own issue, my own hat issues. Yeah, like maybe I'm just too insecure to like be able to feel like I can rock a hat. And maybe that's what it is, Carly, you know? I could see you. I, I actually, when you said something about a fedora, like I could actually see you. Oh, I own I own one and I wear it in the sun when it's appropriate. It's not like a real fedora. <laughs> it's like a fedora for like the being outside. I love it. Because it's flat in the back so you can rest your head against a chair, but the front still has the coverage to cover your face. But like, okay. see, that's functional. To me, that's function. It's not fashion. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> it's both. When you're talking fedoras and not just like a baseball cap, but I like think you it's can't. Both. Okay, so when you have really short hair, wearing a baseball cap is weird. When you have long hair, you can put it through the back in a ponytail and it's cute and whatever. But like, when you have short hair, like it just kind of sticks down and looks weird. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> Why are we talking about hats? Can we just cut this all know, out? I don't even I know what I'm it. saying. <laughs> I don't know where we, how we got here, but we are here. We have, oh, berets. We were talking about artsy people yeah, no and their scarves. wearing a hat in this movie. It's <laughs> like, true. How did we get here? Oh, man. Oh, it's the um, worst tangent ever. I'm so sorry. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I don't even know what's happening. But- <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, This movie is great. (laughs) Taking it back, (laughs) it's it's scarves and masks and (laughs) arrows, crossbows, beat cleavers. Oh my gosh! Blenders. When the murdering was happening, particularly Mm. when Aaron is smashing people's faces in, um, the closed caption that kept popping up is flesh squelching. Oh, I didn't get that one. I don't throw that out there. I watched this on my Blu-ray, though. Oh, I watched it. I don't know if that means the captions are different. I don't know, but there was lots of flesh squelching. I I kept seeing it. That's pretty impressive. I know. I was like, oh, my goodness. That's a good I one. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I took over with my hat. I don't even know how. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, yeah, I don't have any other notes, really. Um, yep. That's all I got. I do enjoy that the film, the majority was, was shot with handheld camera. Yeah, it's cool. I feel like it does create that tension and yeah, that there's sense a lot of, of urgency. Like, cool, th- especially at the beginning. There's like a couple scenes where, like, the camera just holds out like longer than it should 
on like a mm-hmm. scene, like a, like when Barbara Crampton's in the kitchen and then she like leaves the kitchen and it just like holds there and you're like, I don't know, it causes tension, but there's yeah. nothing there, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. And like, even at the beginning when the, before the neighbors die, um, there's a lot of them looking at the window or like, you know, I don't even hear anything. I don't know why she's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just more like a feeling of being watched. But yeah. there's... I mean, the same thing with Tariq looking out the window. Yeah. It it happens. It goes on for a really long time. And you're yeah. like, oh, he's going to get shot. Or something's going to happen. And then you're like, but is something going to happen? Because this has been happening for a while. Right. And then, like, it happens. Like, the timing is so the good. The timing's good, for sure. Um, That scene at the beginning, too, is interesting because, like... I don't know. Originally, they were going to start off the movie with a dog being decapitated. So I think we're glad that didn't happen. Uh, we're super glad that didn't happen. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have made it through that. Probably that not. Scene. I probably would have been like, fuck this movie. Yeah, thank the producers of the film because they got rid of it. Thanks, um, people. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the the uh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I need a lobotomy, I, th- I think. <laughs> I think the um, I think the scene as was rewritten works better because it makes sense that they would want it to make it seem like a string of random attacks in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, and also it cuts down on, you know, where they can go to escape. Exactly. That seems like it's the only neighbor they have. Exactly. It's like Hush style. Exactly. I, I was reminded of Hush a couple times. Same. Yeah. That movie's also But so Hush good. came after this, right? Yeah. Must have been some sort of influence there, I think. Um, the Flanagan. I don't, kn- I don't care how, like, rich I get. I'm never going to live in a house that has windows like that first neighbor's house. <laughs> oh, like the floor to ceiling? Like, why are... No, it's scary. I don't, like... I have, like, a beautiful bay window it's not like a beautiful bay window but i have a bay window in my living room (laughs) i said it's beautiful but like a lot of people (laughs) like bay windows right that was funny and it has a little seat you know it's a nice little spot i literally never have the curtains drawn ever 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 because i don't like the idea that people can see in my house and look at me freaks me out i am i have um like the cling film on my front window oh that's um, smart maybe I so i can you know open my thing and then like it's pretty because like rainbow light reflects in and it's yeah. really cool um but it's i'm the same thing like i don't want people ever looking at me <laughs> in my home yeah that's my, yeah. supposed to be my safe space yeah get like the fuck out of here tony will like open up the the curtains and i'm like no, no. what are you doing we got the that. sheer white curtains in front See, the light comes in, but you don't have, people can't see in. I want them open. They can see directly into my house. I want people looking directly into my house. It's Absolutely not okay. Not. No. So I, I, I couldn't even imagine having like giant windows like that, that you just don't have curtains on. I don't care if you live in the middle of nowhere. People, people pop up in the middle of nowhere all the time. I think that's worse. I think I'd be, sure. when I was growing up, I remember having like our back patio had like those floor to ceiling 
kind of maybe not ceiling because we had vaulted ceilings but they were like big windows fancy pants i know we were pretty fancy (laughs) (laughs) um but we had windows but they were like aptly placed that you couldn't like lurk into the house Mm -hmm. or if in our backyard it was like going it was only showing to like other people's backyards also like the way that the neighborhood was kind of formed right but I don't think if I lived in the wilderness, I would ever want that many windows in a central place because that's where you get stalked and killed because nobody else is out there. Right. And like if someone can just smash into your house, like that's not safety. That does not make me feel secure. Yeah. And like I'm a paranoid, crazy person. Like I'm just going to like (laughs) – I'm just going to constantly be, like, looking, being like, is there someone looking at me? Am I being watched right now? Constantly. Exactly. The thing about, like, look, like, especially at night when your lights Mm -hmm. are on, like, Mm -hmm. they can see you clear as day like you're on a stage and you can't see them. Fucking creepy as fuck. No, thank you. Nope, nope, nope. Windows. I I hear you. No. The only time it's okay is if you're on the beach that's the only time it's okay yeah <laughs> they can't see in them because they no can't one. it's just the water because or you'd see them yeah you'd be able to see them that was my favorite remember when we, you could go on cruise ships remember that yes like th- before a pandemic occurred and you can go Way on back cruise ships when. and stuff <sighs> You just like got the big balcony with the big window and you could just be naked and doesn't matter because ain't nobody seeing you. It's you true. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great stuff. Mind, mind your business. <laughs> I'm free. Maybe a whale could pop up and see you. And I'll say hello. A porpoise. <laughs> a porpoise perhaps. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, porpoise. <laughs> this is the weirdest ever. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I don't know, but I'm just going with it and I'm Jesus. having a great time. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> just going to keep apologizing. Best podcast ever. Okay, let's move on. Can we talk about us now or do you have more things to say about your next? Proceed. How is it 40 minutes? We've been talking for 40 minutes. <laughs> oh my about God. Please naked cut porpoises that down. Okay, moving on. Us. <laughs> From 2019, written and directed by Jordan Peele. If you don't know who Jordan Peele is, yeah. IMDb summary is a family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. That's like very simple. That's very basic. IMDb summary for what's going on in this movie. So I'm excited to talk about this with you because I remember when this movie came out, we, I, I vividly remember us discussing and disagreeing about (laughs) our our likes and dislikes of this movie. I was a big fan. You did not like it. No, still don't. Still don't. Yeah. I still do. (laughs) So like I... 100% understand people's problems with this movie. I just don't care that much about the problem. That seems to be the consensus. But I feel like that's like the same thing with your next. Like your next doesn't make any fucking sense. Everyone's making shitty decisions. (sighs) Yes, you are correct. 
People are making shitty decisions. I just feel I like people aren't giving Jordan Peele a pass for this when they give passes for movies all the time for things that don't really always make sense. There's a lot of things in this movie that haven't been fully realized yet, but it's still a very entertaining and fun movie to watch. If, mm, if, <laughs> I'm trying to think. She's really trying to select it. those words. <laughs> I am. Um, if this movie was trying to just be basic, I think it would have been more successful for me. Um, I feel like it tried to add all of these layers that for me personally didn't work and I couldn't let go of because as I was watching it, I had all these questions. I was excited to kind of get maybe a little bit of a payoff that never came. The twist, quote unquote, made everything that came before it make even less sense. I feel like if they would have tossed that twist out the window, it would have significantly made and and also got rid of well they wouldn't have had to get rid of all the 11 11 stuff if they had just like not done the twist of like the girl getting switched out when she was little um i feel like that makes dialogue that comes later not make sense um there's just a lot of things that i think could have been fixed had maybe Jordan Peele or an editor gotten more time to work on the script. I don't disagree Personally. with that. Yeah. But I'm and able to, like, let it go. Yeah, I'm not for some reason. But even the second time watching it, like, you knew what know, to expect and, I was, and it still bothered you. I was bored earlier than what? I was when What's I was watching the movie. boring about this? There's, like, I, the acting is so good in this movie. It just doesn't... It's so good, and it has so many really great creepy moments. But see, I wasn't creeped out by any of the creepy moments. What? Elizabeth like, that's Moss the thing. did not fucking creep you out? I mean, she did. Come on. She creeped me out. She <laughs> creeped me out when she was putting her makeup on in the mirror. Yes. And, um, and the family always creeps me out when the shadow family yes. comes upon the main family. Those two points are the only things in the movie that still were effective to me. Everything else that had been effective previously were no longer effective to me on my second viewing. I thought it was more effective the second time I watched it because I, I think it to be. Yeah. I mean, knowing the twist, um, I thought the beginning made more sense. When I tell you how badly I want to like this movie. Like, I want to like this movie so much. And my brain just won't let me do it. I overthink everything. Yep. And, like, it really just, like, it loses it for me. I think if this was an independent director, you would be singing its praises. I See, honestly I don't think know that. People are giving this a hard time because it's Jordan Peele. Like... And it's, it's not so funny. Perfect. I literally had the same exact conversation with Ryan yesterday about it. Does he agree with me? Because he's my <laughs> he best does. friend. He's See, like, yeah, it. he 100% is like agrees with you. Absolutely. And I don't think so. I actually think that I am like less likely to shit on this movie because it's Jordan Peele. No, I, I, I don't agree. I really do. 
because there's so many things. There's so many things that I do like about this movie. The cinematography is beautiful. The score is amazing. I own it on vinyl because I love it so much. I love the act, like all the actors are phenomenal. But like the story is just like not there for me. But I want it to be there for me because it's Jordan Peele. I I think if it was somebody else. I don't know what you mean by the story. I mean, I think that the story could have been more well-rounded. But I think as a whole, the story makes basic sense. The outline of the story makes sense. It's the intricacies of the story that don't work. So like. But the story is full of intricacies. That's true. I can't even say it. That's true. But I mean like the base outline. And like when I was rewatching this, I was like, I was expecting to, for those um, issues to come up more than they did. And it wasn't really until I was thinking about how this other world would exist and how this other world does exist um, that I started being like, I don't understand how this other world works. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It it doesn't work at all. And that's where I have issue with it. So if we had less information, it would be better? I would personally enjoy less information, to be honest. I I would like... If there was some weird – because they keep on bringing up this Bible verse, right, about, like, the dark coming up and taking over. But, like, the thing is – and, I mean, obviously, like, the twist doesn't work. Everybody gets that. Some people don't, I guess. But anyway, everybody in this conversation (laughs) gets that. Um, But there are also so many layers that they try to over-explain that that doesn't help the story. Like what? Give an example. When they're talking about like all the scientists and obviously like the lab rats and or the lab rabbits are there because they're figuring out how to split someone's body into two, but then the souls are missing. And then um, there's like lines that um, our main character says that don't make sense because she's talking about herself as a shadow person when she's not a shadow person because that's the whole twist. There's just so many weird things that don't ma- make sense and add up for me and I know and I wish that this couldn't be an issue for me. I wish that like I could get out of my brain and just watch it super objectively. But it I don't it think was... that Red said anything that didn't that went against the actual twist. She did. Because she definitely, like, refers to herself a couple times as a shadow person. Well, she is. I mean, she is. She becomes one. Not in that same way, though. I, And that's kind of the things, too, the logistics behind um, what she's saying. They just – it doesn't make sense to me. And it would have 100% if the twist wasn't a twist, it would have – I would have written it off and said, cool, shadow people just have, like, another – like something supernatural about them that allows them to live through all of this like hardship and their bodies can take all of this violence and, and, and mutilation and everything like that. Um, But I don't know. I think I just overthink it to be honest. I think you're being too hard on it. I just think I overthink it. (laughs) I don't think that you're overthinking it. I think the movie lends itself to overthinking um it's just a matter of can you get over it or not and i i don't i don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying i i just think that i can get over it like i can yeah. accept it for not being perfect and just enjoy it it's not my favorite 
Um, I had a lot of fun rewatching it. I love this family. There's great character development. There's great dialogue. There's some really great creepy moments. I thought that one scene um, where they first show um, Red or Addie, I guess, at in the basement, um, just walking through and the um, the fair above and what was happening below, I don't think it scared me as much the first time I saw it as this time. And the point that really hit me was when they see the the people eating and then they see like the shadow people eating the rabbits like mm-hmm. and you could hear like the screeching like that part freaked me out this time did not have that effect on me the first time um i thought that elizabeth moss was freaky af i thought the kids did a great job at being creepy that little girl's creepy look and smile super haunting um, I think that Gabe is a fantastic character. I really love him. Good writing there. And I don't know. I, I think I liked it more this time than the first time I saw it. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they got a billion pairs of scissors and red, uh, you know, jumpsuits. <laughs> I don't know how they got those really fantastic antique scissors. I'm glad they have them. They're wonderful. They're beautiful, and they make those great sharp noises <laughs> yes. that the uh, that the scissors and scream makes when yes. the Fonz is flicking them around. Yes, it's great. Yeah, love it. I love all the little mini horror references, and it, Jordan Peele does a great job of sprinkling in like horror references for us genre fans he does Um, those are great and i loved all the shirts and there was like so many black flag shirts that i never really noticed before (laughs) i was like oh my gosh quite a few Um, and um i mean i i get it because it's not it's not a perfect movie it doesn't if you think too hard it doesn't make any sense but how many movies do i love that that's the case and the answer is quite a fucking few like quite a few actually some of my favorite movies make absolutely no sense if you think too hard um so why do those movies get a pass and jordan peele doesn't and it has everything to do for me it has everything to do with expectation everyone expected jordan peele's second movie to be just as good if not better than get out and it's not it's not as good or better than get out um but i still had a blast so I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm glad. I think I think what bums me out is that I think that the potential is so there mm-hmm. that I think if maybe like the turnaround time between these two movies was so small that I think that if he could have had a little bit more time, I think it would have made all the difference. I don't and disagree I think, with you. I think that's what bums me out. Absolutely. You know? This could have been better. Yeah, think, it could have been fucking way I better. I think that that's widely accepted. I think most people recognize he was pressured into turning this movie around quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, get out one award. Give me the director's cut. <laughs> I would love a director's cut. Same. I would watch, this movie is what, two hours? I would yes. watch another half hour of this movie. Absolutely. If it If it made you happy... Then they would make me happy. <laughs> I would 100% watch that. Give me the director's cut. I'm in. I want to know 
I want to know what his brain conceived for this other world. Like, did he have details in his head that we just didn't get to see? Or was this more like, this is just a basic idea, and if we go too deep in, it's going to not make any fucking sense. So let's just imagine that this all works out and makes sense. I feel like the whole last part could have just been a deleted scene. See, the only thing I don't understand is how... What I want to... Like, is there another movie here? Is that a thing? Like, where we find out about, like, the Tethered's uprising and how they learn to be untethered and leave and not have to follow? (coughs) Sorry. had something in my throat. Or it's coronavirus, one of the two. Um, (laughs) Where they don't... Like, I don't know. How did they not do it? I mean... Red teaches them, right? She teaches them. Mm-hmm. If Addie and Red never switched places, this never would have happened, right? Because mm-hmm. they wouldn't know any different. They wouldn't know that this other world exists. She figured out a way to communicate with them and teach it's, them. Yeah. I think. I think it could have. And I think that's why... I don't know, because obviously, like, she goes upstairs and, like, learns about this other world enough. She knows about this other world enough to to abduct her non-shadow self to switch places, to switch the clothes. Like, she knows enough, you know what I mean, about this other world. So I don't know if they're blissfully ignorant. And then there's, like, the weird like scream that they do which kind of reminds me of the descent and it just makes me think of like echolocation but obviously that's not what's going on um that's their just, means like, a of lot communication because they don't yeah. have language exactly um but i don't know there's a lot going on that even even with my overthinking i kind of tend to let go right but there's just like that core situation that i wish was done differently sure but I'm glad that so many people like it. I wish I wish that I could. I really do. I'm trying, guys. <laughs> I was so excited to rewatch this movie. And maybe I'll probably watch it again in six months or whenever it like, you know, decides to leave HBO. But that's my this is how I feel about it today. <laughs> it's the same as you felt about it before. Exactly. Exactly the same. I don't know why you would bother watching it again. Because maybe what do you someday, think is going to happen a third I time? Know. I don't know. Why? Why, why, why would you change. do that? You're just upsetting me. You're upsetting our <laughs> listeners. You're upsetting Jordan Peele. I'm sorry, Jordan Peele. Like, I don't even understand why you would bother watching it a third time if you don't want feel so any badly. different the second time watching it. I want so badly to like it. Like, I understand, like, watching movies over time to see how you feel differently about them. But I don't think this is the case where it's going to change for you. Yeah. I think you feel how you feel, and it's not going to change. You might be right. You it's might be right. It's unfortunate, and you're wrong, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Where did all these scissors come from, though? Like, there's a lot right? of fucking scissors. They're and fantastic. they're all the same make and model. I bet they're expensive. Like, because, I wouldn't like, even know how to find those scissors. No, they don't even sell them at Joann's. And they're like, they all look <laughs> at antique Yeah. And those scissors do not come cheap. Where is the, where are the dollars? 
I don't know. And the jumpsuits, they all fit them perfectly. Maybe this is these were the scissors that the scientists left behind. Why would they need that many scissors? I don't know. And usually they use scalpels. I thought it was interesting that they were eating bunnies. I thought that was kind of a smart idea because they're like lab rats. Because bunnies have sex and there's always billions of bunnies. Like if you need a bunny and you have two bunnies, you can have as many bunnies as you want and, and oftentimes bunnies. more bunnies than you want. Because Most times. bunnies love procreating. Yeah, they also eat each other. Well, they didn't have to eat each other because the people were eating them. Raw. Makes me throw up all over Blech. my keyboard. So the the dude that plays Elizabeth Moss's husband, his name is Duke Nicholson. And his characters' names are Danny and Tony. Like in The Shining. And Jordan Peele told him to play his part like the bartender from The Shining, and he didn't even know at the time that Duke Nicholson is Jack Nicholson's grandson. Do you mind if I correct you? Oh, is that not right? It's partly right, but you have the character wrong. Oh, Duke Nicholson doesn't play the the friend? Duke Nicholson's actually the guy that holds up the, the shirt at the at the fair really i'm pretty sure really oh he looked i looked him up on imdb and he looked like the friend really oh okay my bad i still think that's interesting why would that character wait the character that holds the shirt up at the fair has an evil twin we don't even see an evil twin you do um it's in the the replay thing and you can really see the replay thing be more specific, please. At the end, when they're explaining, when you see the people eating at the fair and then see them eating the rabbits up below, you see the scene where the dad is winning the shirt for the 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 girl. Oh, oh and yeah, he Josh shows, Tyler. Yeah. Oh, that's stupid. That doesn't. Yeah. That guy's not even really a character. That's no. lame. Oh, I um, thought that was ex- more exciting trivia than it was. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> you're right. I was, uh, I, I saw that also. So, um, uh-huh. but you can actually see, like, I mean, good on uh, Minnie Nicholson because you can actually, like, when you know that and you see the evil upside down man holding the shirt, like, it really does give you kind of It is Floyd creepy. Vibes. Yeah. That upside down world is creepy. Yeah. I love how it just looks like. An abandoned high school or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it fluorescent totally lighting and tile. Like it does. There's nothing special about it. No. And for some reason, that makes it creepier to me. It is in all the school chairs and things. Yeah. And the bunk beds. Yeah. That also like raises more questions. But I like am apt to let that go. There's certain things that I can let go. Certain things that I can't. I don't understand. I digress. That. I digress. How did I, I? I think I just looked at his picture and just guessed. Sorry. Sorry, Jim Heilecker, Heidecker, <laughs> who's the actual actor in that. I can't do anything right, guys. I just can't. It's not going to happen. I apologize. I loved it. Just one of those kind of days. All of it. All right. Do you want to talk about other things? What did you watch lately? Sure. Um, ooh, yesterday I got to watch Cherry. 
I got a screener for Cherry from American Cinematheque so I, I could participate in the Q&A. It's a movie with Tom Holland that's coming out next month on Apple Plus. Oh, okay. I enjoyed it. Um, but I can't say too much about it, but I enjoyed it. Um, what else have I watched? What else have I watched? I've did watched you, things. Did you watch the uh, the Cecil thing? Oh, yeah. I killed it. <laughs> I literally, I watched it all. The new, what is it called? It's on, it's on Netflix. It's like investigators, whatever. It's four episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's about the the Cecil Hotel or the Cecil Hotel, however you want to say it. I feel like it's a little long. It's very but... repetitive. Yes, I don't love the way it's. It could have been two episodes. Let's move on with our lives. I agree. Um, I think or there's even. Th- I think it even could have been three if they would have maybe parsed things out a little bit differently. Um, yeah, I don't love I... the way they put it together. Yeah, it feels awkward in yeah. some places yeah um but i do like there's a lot that i did like to it um i liked all the backstory on the hotel i feel like they could have you know even Made done a that little bit one more episode with that. exactly exactly <laughs> um because that really sets the tone for the story yeah you know? absolutely um I enjoyed that I was, I felt like I was like solving the case along with the thing. Like I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, okay, this is what I think happened. But like, I need the autopsy results first before <laughs> I can like be sure, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I like, you know, I, knowing all the things and all the, the crazy coincidences and all of the crazy theories, um, I think it really shed a light onto how dangerous um, internet sleuthing can be. Yeah. Um, that poor metal guy. <laughs> I don't remember his name. The Morbid? death metal guy. Morbid. Yeah. 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 He, they like ruined his life, man. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, like people just trying to be helpful, but really just like creating all of this weird chaos. Yeah. Um. So I thought that it was interesting to see that side of things, especially because I feel like the the last, at least the last documentary that I saw that kind of highlights internet sleuths was in a very positive light. It was like the don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah. 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 Which is like they basically solved the case. Yeah. It's true. You know? So well, I think I mean, it was nice. There's a difference getting... between actual internet sleuthing, actually looking for evidence Mm-hmm. Than just making up your own evidence and jumping yes. to conclusions, which is what these other people did. I mean, if you're, yes. if you're, the difference between those stories is is big, right? Because in mm-hmm. Don't Fuck with Cats, we have a group of people that know a crime is being committed, and police are doing nothing. Yeah, and so they're doing what they can to figure out who this person was, using actual internet sleuthing skills. <laughs> This other group has a video and that's all they have. And so instead of just letting it go, (laughs) they insist on just making up ideas, making up stories. Um, I mean, they didn't even have the year right from when Morbid was there to when Elise was there. Like, (laughs) and that's something you can. So that's something they could have figured out. Like it wouldn't have been that hard. So like, I think. You know, there's a difference. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even put them in the same category. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm no, just, I, I mean, like, you know, 
the good and the bad. Sure. Right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. The, um, the right way, the, the right way, way that like maybe you should get involved to right. the point of like you have a piece of that. You have a piece of this whole puzzle. I mean, I'm not even sure I agree with the people and don't fuck with cats because. Yeah, they got into it sometimes. They, <laughs> they endangered themselves, I think. They really did. That was scary. That documentary yeah. is good by that the way. was a really and good documentary very scary i had trouble sleeping after watching it i agree that documentary is so well done because yeah. the episodes like every time that there's you know the end of one episode i'm like i'm like oh what what is happening like yeah. what's the next step where are yeah. we going yeah um the night I'm stalker dying. one was I'm really good too mm-hmm. even though that one's not internet sleuthing but i thought that the no the documentary that just came out in the Night Stalker was really good. This is not, I don't think it was good. I enjoyed watching it because I enjoyed learning things, but I was getting upset because the editing just didn't make any sense. It was sloppy. I agree. And it was very sloppy. It jumped back and forth, which I think was surprising because I think that the guy that did this one also did the Night Stalker episode. Really? Or someone that was involved with cecil with that sure. uh, documentary was also involved with the night stalker um yeah. but the night stalker docs just seemed a lot better um laid out yeah yeah i mean this was this had a lot of really it. interesting and you know <clears throat> watching this after watching followed which was not a good movie at all but it was <laughs> but i 100 percent now see like how whoever wrote and directed followed like was obviously uh very interested in the in the Cecil Hotel because it's like totally that's the same fire escape window like that's mm-hmm. the exact same fucking fire escape window like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like lining up of like why was she in this part of the hotel why would you even show up there um although I will say spoiler alert if you haven't seen it guys but I will say when I first watched the first episode I was, and they said she was bipolar I'm like oh she was just having a bipolar episode like, she was yeah. just having a manic episode. Especially when they showed the video of her in the elevator. I'm like, oh, she's absolutely either on drugs or she's having a manic episode. Because totally. I know she's bipolar. I know she's having a manic episode. And at that point, I was like, either she pissed off someone when she was having a manic episode mm-hmm. and they killed her, killed her, or she committed suicide. One of the two. Like, I really didn't. I 100%. And especially because they sprinkled in, like, her roommates didn't like her. And, like, the way that the woman at the bookstore talked about her i was like mm-hmm. absolutely 100 percent. she was not she was taking her medication because yep i don't know if you have ever known someone or, or been close to someone who has bipolar uh disorder it's terrifying uh it can be scary yeah. at times and and that's exactly what happens you know and so, she was writing notes to everybody to yeah. go away and yeah. she was just like and it, it, I mean, it makes sense. And especially when um, there was like the episode where they have people who have gone to visit the hotel, like getting up on the roof and seeing that there's like cigarette butts and like yeah. pizza cartons. And yeah. like, that's obviously a place where people go to hang out, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like, it's not completely unfathomed that this girl would go up there, sure. have being like on an episode and end up like in the water tank and the hypothermia thing where she takes off. Her clothes like that makes so much sense yeah. too yeah. because that's exactly what happens to people who are like on mountains when they get that or, cold you or know even what i mean think about like, like treading water with a sweatshirt on like if i'm trying yeah. to keep myself afloat and i have mm-hmm. a heavy sweatshirt on that's soaked in water like i'm taking that shit mm-hmm. off if that's gonna save totally. my life <laughs> totally 
so that makes sense to me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I, it's, I agree that the video is creepy, but also, like, I think people want to believe in ghosts and want to believe, like, in demonic forces and bad energy in places. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't agree that those things can exist, but mental illness is also, like, very real. Been confused for those types of things since the beginning of time. It's so, true. Science exists and we shouldn't ignore, ignore science, uh, you know, just because I agree. we want to believe in ghosts and demons and things. No, I was one of those people I, like that. I was like, oh, like I, I like love to know what happened. And sure. now watching that, I was like, oh, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I'm glad that it exists. I think it's a good documentary. I liked the last episode a lot. I just same. think some of the other episodes were a little too clunky. I agree with you. A hundred percent. Cool. But yeah, if you want to check that out, it's on Netflix now. Woohoo! Woo! All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you've been watching? Or else should I spin this wheel? Spin that wheel. All right, hang on. Let me let me get the wheel ready. I'm gonna get just watch up. <laughs> You're gonna what? <laughs> get just watch up. Yeah, let's let, give a shout out to Just Watch real quick because that's a good website. If you're looking it's for a, something to watch, Just Watch yeah. is a great website. It is, and you can just be like, I want to watch this movie. Is it streaming anywhere? And it will tell you. Yeah. Great stuff, man. All right, let me make sure everything that we've watched is off the wheel. Okay, we're good to go. The wheel is cleaned. The wheel has been cleaned. (laughs) It's been cleansed. I'm going to turn my volume up so you guys can enjoy the wheel sounds. And let's spin that. Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that was on the wheel. It is. Is it streaming still? It sure is. It's up on Prime. Yes. We don't want to save this for 80s or weird month. (laughs) Isn't it a 90s movie? It's 86. Is it really? Should we save it for 80s or weird month? I feel like. I feel like. I can. I can. What do you think? I can, but you have to make a decision right now because 80s was weird month is next month. So we can just say, thank you, wheel. We will do this next month. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. I have a lot of other movies picked, but they're they're negotiable. Oh. They're negotiable. Okay. So we can add maximum overdrive to that list. Okay. This here we go. This is just such a good quintessential 80s movie. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. We'll save it for next month. Okay. What do we got this week? Here? Spiral. Ooh, it's a new one. one? It's a new is it? One. Wait, there's a couple. Do you know what year it's from? 2020, I believe, girl. Okay, thank you. Yep. Uh, yes, it is up on Shutter. Okay. All right. Cool. Spinning Ooh, again. No whammy. No whammy. Anything for Jackson? We're doing some Ooh. new movies. Some next Shutter week. movies. Shutter movies. Gotta love Shudder. All right. I'm excited to see that one. I've been wanting Me to too. see that. Okay, cool. Me too. And then we're saving Maximum Overdrive. I'll go add it to the 80s list now so I don't forget. Guys, 80s was weird month. It's next month. It's true. We changed it this month. Or yeah, this we year. usually do it in February. But March is a longer month than February. So let's do it in February, right? Yes. 
Okay, adding cool. it now. All right. So, so next week, join us. Spiral. And anything for Jackson. Streaming on Shutter. There we go. That was good teamwork right there. I felt it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week then. That is. All right. Well, until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Carly.